Just a quick warning, as indicated by the episode title, we will be talking about erotic massages and the male genitalia. If explicit language or adult content isn't your cup of tea, we completely understand. We encourage you to check out our other episodes that cover a wide range of subjects. Back to our normal programming. Everyone has a weird quirk once you get to know them. Mine is whenever there's a steamy scene in a movie or TV show, I can't help but turn away until my boyfriend gives me the all clear. It doesn't matter if it's a rom-com smooch or a full-on sexy scene. Actors, animated, I just feel like I'm intruding on something private. My friends always ask me if I watch porn, and I do, but there's something about watching characters who have no idea that they're being watched that creeps me out. It's like watching your friends make out at a party. Total no-go, right? Welcome to Self-Help Junkie, the podcast where we explore the world of personal development through the eyes of book enthusiasts. I'm your host, Erica Ng, a communication coach and your resident bookworm. This season, we'll be focused on developing our romantic skills, but before we dive into the conversation with our guest, let's get a one-minute debrief on the history of erotic massage. When I hear erotic massage, I think of a back room in Thailand where some guy's paying to get a hand job. There's a level of ick due to the potential exploitation of sex workers, but erotic massages can be traced back to ancient times where they were used not just for pleasure and connection, but also for spiritual healing. In more recent medical history, erotic massages were even prescribed to treat a condition known as female hysteria, a diagnosis commonly given to women who displayed symptoms like anxiety, fainting, nervousness, insomnia, irritability, sexual desire, loss of appetite for food or sex, and my favorite, a tendency to cause trouble for others. So basically being a woman. During this time, midwives and physicians were trained to provide women with orgasms as a treatment. However, it was very time consuming. So physicians invented the vibrator. That's right. Vibrators as medical treatment. Is that covered in your insurance plan? Now erotic massages serve various purposes, such as being used as foreplay, being incorporated into sex therapy, or just pleasure through the commercial sex industry. And with that, let's dive in. So we have a very exciting guest on today. Her name is Lee Jagger, CEO and founder of Rock the Bedroom. Um, she's helped thousands of women connect with their guys and have more fun in the bedroom using her erotic massage techniques. And she is trying to normalize the conversation around sexuality and empowering women to be more confident in the bedroom. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on because like we said earlier, I usually focus on books and this topic is so hands-on. I'm really excited to have you here to share all this information. Let's dive right in. How did you get into massaging? And is this something that you were just naturally born with? You were just a rock star in the bedroom and you're sharing your secrets. What's going on? <laughs> I, Erica, I am the last person who should be a sex expert. I mean, if you were looking at me 10 years ago, I should really? be the last person. So I'll tell you the story. It's really juicy. A few years ago, I, I remember laying belly down on my bed counting out all the coins on the bottom of my purse and a few mm -hmm. bills and all the money in my purse added up to $28 and 23 cents. I'll never forget that number. Mm -hmm. And it was way more than what was in my bank account. And as I'm scooping up all the, the change from my bedspread, my phone rang and it was this woman who saw my ad on Craigslist and that I had placed looking for work. And she said, Hey, you want to do erotic massage? You can make a ton <laughs> of cash doing these happy endings. Wow. And I was like, 
erotic massage, like giving happy endings to men I don't know. Right. Here I am with my mouth was hanging open like me. Now let me let me just tell you, Erica, about a little something about my sex life prior to this point in time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly what you would call a tigress. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty low libido. I was starting menopause. So sex was becoming uncomfortable, dryness mm-hmm. and whatnot. And half the time, my boyfriend couldn't even get it up. Mm-hmm. And you know, when a guy, he pulls your hand towards his penis, <laughs> silently asking you to tickle right. his penis. And I'd be like, Oh God, I, I just hope it gets hard fast so we could just stick it in already and get it over with. Right. And because I don't know what to do with my hands. And so me doing erotic massage as a job <laughs> was ridiculous. Right. And I certainly didn't want to do that kind of work. But here I am. I'm looking down at the change on my bed and I needed the money, honestly. Right. So I figured, you know, I'll just do it for a couple of weeks just to get ahead. So right. I took the job. And on that first day, I was determined to be that sexy tigress mm-hmm. and pretend to be all confident so the guys would give me a big tip. Right. You ever you ever watch the show Seinfeld? Yes. And you know the character Elaine mm-hmm. and her crazy dance moves? You know? <laughs> she thinks she's so cool busting out right. some moves, but she's just super awkward looking. Oh, Lord. That was me, except I was not oblivious to my awkwardness. I was feeling it deeply in my bones, right? especially the happy ending part. I was just fumbling my way through. I didn't really know what to do other than, you know, plain old up and down. Right, right, right. And there was no warm-up training on a cucumber. No, I was <laughs> thrown right in, naked man, massage table. And at one point during the happy ending, the guy pushes my hand away. And finishes himself off. Oh, my God. I know. I'm standing there <laughs> silently, trying not to fidget, not really right. sure where to look or where to put my oily hands. It was horrible. I hated feeling unconfident. Oh, my gosh. Situations, I'm used to the guy just taking the lead. Right. Me just going along with whatever he wants to do, right? I had no creativity in the bedroom. I didn't know how to rock a guy's world other than opening up my legs and just letting him go at it. Right. So what it came down to was I had no game. I had no power (laughs) in the bedroom whatsoever. And I could have booked it out of there with my tail between my legs. I think most of us would have. Oh, yeah. It it was just, yeah, I'm writing a book all about it. It's crazy (laughs) But I thought, Lee, it is time you put your big girl panties on. Hmm. And dang it, I wanted to be good in bed. Like I wanted to know how to touch a guy confidently. Mm -hmm. And I knew in my bones that this job was my opportunity, my practice Mm -hmm. ground to step into my power. And so instead of running back to my comfort zone, I leaned in and I did that work not for two weeks like I had planned, but for years, wow, accumulated over two thousand clients. Wow, you can do anything two thousand times, and you're gonna get good at it. Yes, you're gonna work some kinks out. <laughs> and don't worry, I'm not. I'm not trying to teach your listeners how to do an erotic massage business or, or anything. Right. Or strangers' penises. I, I yeah, I, I'm not going down that. I've lived it, so <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> right. And here I am, I'm practicing on all these guys 
And I discovered about 69 different ways to touch a guy's privates, to bring him to his knees. Dang. And when I, yo, yeah. And, and like a guy would come in, he'd, he'd have ED. And I figured out exactly how to knock his socks off. I felt like Beyonce strutting on to <laughs> and totally owning it. It does and, sound like a superpower that you gained. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, with my boyfriend, things turned around immediately. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I was this wildcat, always in the mood. First time I gave him a, an erotic massage, he was looking at me like I was the best thing since he <laughs> And his ED was no longer a problem. I totally mm. knew how to rock his freaking world, whether he was hard or not. And right. the best part is I rocked my world. I had the best sex of my life without intercourse. Right. Who knew that was even possible? And at some point, my girlfriends are noticing the sparks flying between me and my BF. And we're like, Lee, what you doing? Like, <laughs> They wanted me to help them to right. give them t- tips to, you know, fix their boring, sexless marriages. And I kid you not, some marriages were saved because of what wow. I told them. So here I am helping my friends have a happier relationship and I'm getting guys off in my office. I decided, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> have girlfriends. I'd rather help the women out there. So right. after honing my skills on over 2000 penises, I stopped working with men. And I've been teaching women everything I've learned ever since. It sounds like you should have a doctorate in penises at this point. Pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) I know things that guys don't know about their penises. Right. I was surprised at that number of 69 different ways of touching something. Like anything. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's over 69. But I say 69 Uh, because people remember that number. number. It's a fun number. It is a fun number. So, uh, yeah, there's so many things that you can do that that the thing is he can't do for himself. Mm. Like he unless he had elbows growing out of his knee, <laughs> he can't physically get to himself with, from these angles right. that the women can. Right. So, so it makes a woman feel pretty powerful and pretty indispensable because she's going to give him sensations that he's never felt before because he can't physically do them himself. Let's dive into the woman side of things first. I think the idea of mm, taking charge and having to take this on can be overwhelming. I think especially we've been talking about emotional labor and all the housework falling onto women still, even when we have a career as well. So what benefits would a woman have from this? Right. I get that all the time. Women are like, oh, yeah, that sounds really great for the guy. Yeah. But what do we get out of that? (laughs) Um, A whole lot. So the first thing that goes up like skyrockets is confidence. And Mm. there are a lot of women who initially they think, yeah, I'm pretty good in bed. But when they think about, do I actually know how to touch a guy's privates? Like, Mm -hmm. I actually don't know how to do that. So their their confidence in taking charge in the bedroom and initiating and rocking his world goes way up. The other thing that happens is 
what I teach is not just manual techniques. It's mm-hmm. also communication techniques and learning how to open up conversation in the bedroom so that you, the woman, get what you want. Mm. And a lot of women don't even know what they want. Oh, and so sure. figuring that out, like, what is it that I want him to do on me? And and we're having this internal conversation all the time. Oh, I've told him I don't really like that. He never listens. Mm. Or, oh, oh, he was doing great. And then he moved on. And (laughs) internal conversation going on all the time. But how often do we actually externally verbalize Mm -hmm. that and get what we want in the bedroom? Often it's very silent in the bedroom. Because we don't, we don't know the words to say. We don't know how to say it in a way that's not going right. to start a fight or yeah. hurt our guy's feelings. Because A for effort, he's trying. <laughs> you know, maybe he's not hitting the mark or whatever. So, um, so I make those conversations a lot easier for women to initiate in the bedroom. Okay. And um, and also, <laughs> it's kind of a roundabout uh, benefit, but there's this law of reciprocation. Mm -hmm. So when a guy is being pampered like a king, he's going to want to treat you like a queen in and out of the bedroom. Like in the bedroom, he's going to want to up his game. Guys are not going to want to be outdone in the bedroom. (laughs) And also outside of the bedroom, like he's mending that fence that's been squeaking for a while. He's taking out the garbage. He's giving you a massage. He's making dinner. Like he's buying you a new computer and new purple iPhone with car charger. (laughs) Things are what women have told me their guys have done. Like my guy made me dinner and he never makes me dinner. So, I mean, it's, it improves the quality of your relationship and just the happiness factor in general, in mm. and out of the bedroom. That makes sense. I think especially with something like love languages, a lot of guys have physical touch as their number one. So if you're filling their cup, they're going to fill yours. Exactly. Yes. It, it, they, they just, they want to. I mean, most guys, there's exceptions. There's, you know, narcissists out there and whatnot, right. but generally speaking, I would say, yes, men, when they get treated to this level of care, they really want to reciprocate because they've been dying for this. <laughs> they really. didn't know. Now it's like opened up a whole new world for them. So because yeah, they want to get back to that sweet spot. Right. So they will do anything, <laughs> butter you up so that they can get back there. Whatever they're you addicted. Yeah, they're going to put in the effort. Yeah, I love that. So Let's say that the people listening, they're like, okay, starting to see the benefits of this, but penises and balls, kind of (laughs) icky. Like they're not the prettiest things to look at. How do you get over that initial, the societal thoughts that we have around penises? (laughs) Right. So, okay. I'm challenging all of, especially the female listeners out there, Mm -hmm. consider that the only reason why penis, scrotum, that whole area down there is little icky, as you Mm -hmm. put it, is because it's unfamiliar. Mm. We don't, we don't know what's going on down there. We don't don't to touch his balls because, oh, we we might hurt him, you know, you know, kicked in the balls. That's the worst thing you could do to a guy or whatever. So we're afraid to touch them. Like we just, we don't sit there and look at a penis and a scrotum. (laughs) We don't. It's, it, you know, our, 
our privates are bumping into each other, but our eyes are looking into his eyes or their clothes. Like we just are unfamiliar. I've had women who, A, have never, ever, ever touched a man's privates Mm -hmm. or B, really didn't ever want to touch a man's privates because they just didn't know what to do. And and it's a ew kind of subject. Um, Those kinds of women, once they get in my world for a little bit, they love the penis and the scrotum, (laughs) the perineum and like all the whole, all of it down there because they've mastered it. Mm. They love it because they know what to do with it. Right. It's easy to be afraid of something that you don't know. Yes. Fear of the unknown is, I mean, it's a cliche term. Right. For a reason. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I help you become very, very familiar with men's private parts and in such a way that you're connecting with him on a really deep, you're not jacking him off. Mm-hmm. Like you're not whacking him off. None of it feels or looks like that. You're, it's a very sensual, um, loving way to touch your guy mm-hmm. with your hands and with your mouth, if you want to incorporate that too. But I teach hands um, in, in a way that you're loving on him. Mm-hmm. You're loving on him. And so it it's just a different it it's it's a whole different ball game. It's right. a whole different ball game. Yeah. And it becomes a sense of pleasure and playfulness and fun. So you, when you reframe how Wayne Dyer Wayne Dyer is a famous author mm-hmm. and he said when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change. Mm. When you change the way you're looking at a penis and a scrotum and all that, when you change the way you look at that, it's going to look different. It'll physically look enjoyable. Right. It happens every, every woman I've ever taken through my programs, they all are like, oh my God, I just love touching him. (laughs) I love playing with it. I love looking at it. I I love everything about it. But they didn't have that opinion at first. For sure. And I I like that idea of connecting more than just on a physical level, because I do think that for so many women, sex is not just about the physical or like what it feels like. It's about your emotions and it's connecting with your partner. Yes. It's not a wham, bam thing. It's (laughs) we we need to feel connected Mm. to have sex, Mm -hmm. whereas a lot of guys sex is their way to connect with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For us, we need that connection. And so if we're not feeling a connection, if he's pissing us off in the kitchen, <laughs> we don't want to have sex with him, right? right. We got to be in the mood, which means we got to feel connected to him. Yeah. And so the more that we know going into the bedroom will be a very connecting experience. Oh, you're, you're, you, now you're eager. You're thinking about it all day, just like guys typically are, because you're eager to get back to that really yummy place with your guy mm-hmm. at the end of a long day, because mm-hmm. now it's a reset. It's no longer obligatory or right. boring or same old, same old, whatever. It's, it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. I got something new. I'm going to try on you. Ooh, this is going to be fun. You know, it, it spices it up a bit. That's awesome. I love that excitement. And I can imagine it can, like you said, save marriages. So you've seen thousands of penises. You've helped thousands of women help their partner's penises. 
What, I mean, obviously this is an audio experience. So it's a little bit harder to visualize and show people, but what would be your top easy beginner tips for someone looking to include this in their relationship? I would say no matter, I mean, whether people jump into the rock the bedroom world or not, mm-hmm. I would say no matter what you're doing in the bedroom, mm-hmm. so low it down, mm. slow it down. This fast and furious racing towards an orgasm, like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, you know, just trying to cross this finish line. Mm-hmm. That often prevents people from crossing the finish line in the first place and also makes it more of, it's a job. It's, right. it's, it's a thing we're trying to get over with. Whereas when you slow things down, and treat like, for example, if, if if you are touching your guy's body, like if you treat it like a slow Sunday drive along the coast, mm-hmm. like you're meandering along all the curves of his body and taking your time and basking in the sensations and helping him bask and conditioning him to not just like, whoa, 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 go fast, go fast, because that feels good. So speed it up, <laughs> you know, but to just to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Okay, all you listeners, write this down. Slow equals moan. Mm. The slower you go, the more he will moan. And when he's moaning and squirming and just like, you know, it's he's getting heated, the tendency is to speed it up. Right. Go slower. Oh, my God. <laughs> this sounds like torture. <laughs> Good. It's torture of the most pleasurable kind. <laughs> Time to speed it up, sure. Right. But but wait, wait, and wait. When he's like on the verge of an orgasm, I want you to slow it down even more. <laughs> you know, and maybe maybe go to a less stimulating thing or a less stimulating part of his body to just kind of back him away a little bit, right. and then do the more stimulating things that that'll get him going and get him close to that edge again, and then back away a little bit. And that's called edging. Mm-mm-mm. And so when you edge, then by the time he does fall off that cliff and he's like in orgasmic bliss, it's stratospheric. Like he's b- bouncing off the rings of Saturn because <laughs> it's way more intense and it's, it's usually a longer orgasm and it just, mm-hmm. it's breaking his brain a little bit. <laughs> it's not just a, you know, orgasm and then we're done. So like this it, is it, a, how to break your boyfriend how episode. To break, yeah. How to break his brain and make him illiterate. Beautiful. For 10 minutes. It's awesome. So slow everything down is, mm-hmm. is my first um, recommendation for okay. sure. And we're that going, is... Sorry. And this is a very simple idea, but I think if we get into it, people might start having some questions. So the first one that popped into my mind is as people who are busy, like you might have kids, you might have like stress from work and you're like, I just, I need to get this done so that I can um, get on with the rest of my life. Does that mean we should be blocking out time and being like, you know, let's put it in the calendar, two hours. Does that take the romance out of it? Because you're not as spontaneous with this? Okay, Erica, that is brilliant. Two, I have two things to say about that. First, mm-hmm. you don't need two hours. You do not, like when I say, <laughs> when I say go slow and take your time, you can make 10 minutes mm-hmm. 
very leisurely, very slow, very luxurious, very pampering, and then like 10 minutes and blow his mind mm-hmm. and send him up to the moon for sure. Like okay. 10 minutes, really, I could do it in five. Okay. Five, <laughs> five minutes and he's seeing God for sure. Absolutely. When I say slow, I don't necessarily mean long, although it can go long if you like. Got it. Almost spit out the water from him a couple times. I love it. It's so good. And also to answer the other part of your your question was, does it take the spontaneity out of it, like the Mm -hmm. romance? No. What it actually does, when you put it on the calendar and go, okay, honey, Wednesday night, no matter what's happening, you know, the kids are kids are gone or what all the stars are aligning Wednesday night, you and me. What that says to your guy is that I'm prioritizing you. Mm. You are important to me. I'm making sure that this happens and nothing's going to get in the way. That is a big turn on. It's not not romantic. And trust me, when you get your guy on the bed and you get oil all over your hands and you put your hands on his body about, I don't know, eight seconds later, (laughs) he's not going to care that that was on the calendar. He's going to go, thank God we scheduled it. <laughs> so so it, I, I wouldn't say that it destroys the romance at all. And you can mm. have spontaneity, but more often than not, couples are not making the time because they mm. are so busy, because they're tired, because they think, oh God, yeah, I don't want to do this for an hour. I just want to roll over and go to bed. That's another reason why people come to me. They're like, oh, you know, sometimes I just don't want to have sex, but you know, i I wouldn't mind connecting with him. I wouldn't, I, I want him to know that I love him, but oh God, I just want to go to sleep. For sure. Give me five minutes. Yeah, you could take him to the moon and then roll over and go to bed. So, <laughs> so, so love that efficiency. And don't think that it's going to take a couple hours. No. Beautiful. I love that. I think that you've hit on so many points there of, yeah, sometimes you're just too tired. Um, so, the first thought in my mind was that for a writer, if you want to write, you do not write when the inspiration strikes. You have to put time and practice, even if you're not feeling it. So is that what you feel your clients need to do as well? Yes, that's a brilliant analogy. You don't write when you're in the mood. You start writing and and mm-hmm. then comes and then all these great ideas are flowing, but you got to just start. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women say, they, they come to me and they go, I have no libido. I'm never in the mood. Uh, and so I say to that, being in the mood is a myth. Okay. It's a myth. I mean, you can be in the mood, sure. But having to be in the mood in order to engage in the bedroom, mm-hmm. that's a total myth. In fact, if so many studies have shown this that and TED Talks and whatnot, Esther Perel, she's got a TED Talk about this. It's so good. Where if you just start engaging in the bedroom, you start touching your husband, you start kissing him, whatever, you just mm-hmm. start engaging in sexy time, that will get you in the mood mm-hmm. more often than not. So often we're waiting to be in the mood right. in order to get in the bedroom. And I teach women, okay, you're not waiting till you're in the mood. You're just, this is just practice. I'm saying, right. this is just practice. You don't have to be in the mood. This doesn't have to lead to penetration. So it doesn't have to lead to anything. You're just going to practice three techniques on him tonight. 
You're going to blow him away and he's going to want more and he's going to throw you on the bed and then you're going to have to <laughs> But you're going to start it and literally you're going to set a timer on your phone for 10 minutes and you're going to tell your guy, I'm just going to set a timer. I'm just going to practice a few things for 10 minutes. If after 10 minutes, things are like, woo, we're loving then you can say, actually, I said it'd be only 10 minutes but I think I'd like to go longer. Would that be okay with you? <laughs> Has any man ever said no? <laughs> no, no, they don't say no. Of course not. But it gives the woman an out. Right. So if after 10 minutes, she's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm tired. Had a long day. I'm good. Yeah. Then she's got the out. To, to Because it's really hard. Sometimes, I mean, we've all been there. That's why women are so good at faking an orgasm. <laughs> Things are going on. It's like, oh, okay, things are getting dry down there. It's like, it's I'm not going to have an orgasm tonight. So, or I'm not going to have number two tonight or whatever. I would really love for this to be over, but he's not going to stop unless I have a big O. So that's mm-hmm. how we get good at faking it. Right. This 10 minute timer thing that I, that I teach women to do, it's they're out. So they don't have mm-hmm. to fake anything. I help women to be very honest in the bedroom and start opening up conversations so that there's no faking, there's there's no right. misleading, there's no, oh, I'm going to make up a, a a lame excuse here to stop. No, we're just going to be honest. And, right. and it's okay to step over those lines if both are consenting, sure. But to have a bit of a boundary set so that we feel safe within those boundaries, um, that's the most important. Yeah. It does really sound like it would take a lot of the pressure off because you don't want to start touching him because then he'll want to start touching you. And it's like, I don't, maybe that's not what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, that's part of when you mentioned earlier, like the benefits to doing this, this erotic massage stuff, it's for a woman to find her voice in the bedroom and go, Mm. okay, this is how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge tonight. This is my sandbox and here are the rules and you're going to love them, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and get the guy totally on board with what you prefer to do. Because Beautiful. trust me, the guy's going to love all those things that you prefer to do. He's <laughs> he's just so happy that you were in the bedroom touching his body. <laughs> So let's talk about some techniques. I know this is going to be difficult for you because we don't have the visual, but what physical things, let's say two to three things, could a woman start doing tonight? What three things should I be practicing tonight? Okay. So I, I'm really glad that you brought that up, that this is a very uh, visual, physical thing. I I set up a free um, technique for anyone to, to go and watch. It's mm-hmm. super easy. It's uh, the technique is called powdered sugar. Okay. And it, you're not using powdered sugar like <laughs> food. It, I name all my techniques after food mm-hmm. so you can remember them and it makes it fun, but it feels very, it's a very light touch. You could do all over his body. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I highly recommend that you do powdered sugar. So if you go to rockthebedroom.com, get the free technique. There's mm-hmm. a free, there's only one thing on that page and it's the free <laughs> thing. Get it. And it, it's called drive him wild is the training, but the, the technique is for, is powdered sugar. And it's this very light touch that I invite women to do all over his body. Like get him naked and do not go near his privates Mm. first. Okay. You do powdered sugar technique all over his body, on his face, on his neck, on his arms, his legs, the backs of his knees and on the inside. 
elbows, very sensitive areas. Um, on his inner thighs, ooh, very sensitive. <laughs> um, like roam all over his body, super slow. When you think you're going slow enough, mm-hmm. you're still going too fast. Slow mm-hmm. it down a little bit more and go super, super, super slow. He will be squirming like crazy. Then you work your way closer and closer and closer to his privates, just grazing the area, like the scrotum, the penis, just very, very slightly touching, like going along his belly, his thighs, um, and and slowly working your way onto the scrotum, the penis, and do the powdered powdered sugar technique all over those areas too. Um, But do not... Start when you think about this, Erica. When you're in bed with a guy and he goes straight for your vagina, right? You're kind of like, Whoa, 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 kiss me, touch right. me, like let's slow things down. And I have other parts of my body that I would like you to warm up for sure before you go for the bullseye down there. You know, it's 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 a bit jolting. We're not ready for that yet. Like, just mm, woo me. Yeah. I mean, even before touching me, like, woo my mind. Be like, I already did the dishes. Like, yes. Right? (laughs) Oh, a guy doing dishes? There's nothing that turns me on more. Oh, my God. I hope there's guys listening to that. (laughs) And so, yeah, same thing. guys will not admit this because they don't even know this until they feel it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing that you did, do that, do that, do that. Because it feels so good and they're not used to taking their time. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the pinnacle intercourse, penetration, touching privates together, that has been the pinnacle. That's the right. ultimate outcome that guys are after. They don't know how good it can be to meander your way there mm-hmm. you know? and your hands can do things that your kitty cannot mm-hmm. when you start to do these things on your guy's body and not focusing right away on his privates although I teach you a ton of ton of techniques to do <laughs> when you get there but you know warming him up right first he is already so turned on that by the time you touch his privates, he's losing his mind <laughs> and things are going to go pretty. You can, you cannot do anything wrong at that point. Like women are so nervous the first time they right. try even butter sugar. But once she actually starts doing it and she sees his body squirming and he's moaning and his, his, he, he could see his pulse getting faster and his neck breathing heavier. And, and he's looking at you with heart emojis in his eyes. Right. That nerves, the, the nerves go away. And so that's why I start people off really simple with Mm -hmm. powdered sugar. You should do nothing more than that. Mm -hmm. Just powdered sugar the first time, see how simple it is and how effective it is doing that one simple, simple little blow your mind thing, it, it, it'll it'll make you want more. I had this one, um, I have this one woman, Peggy. Mm-hmm. She has never taken, like she's never dove into my membership, my big courses or anything. She just got the free technique, powdered sugar. And she hadn't actually touched, her and her husband had not been intimate in 20 years. Whoa. In 20 years. And so she got the powdered sugar technique. She it took her a while to, to try it out. 
And she finally tried it out. And to this day, she's like, oh my God, Lee, you have completely changed <laughs> what we do in the bedroom, how playful we are. We're giddy. We, like, it's just, it's fun now. And we're touching each other all the time. And I'm getting what I want now. And it's just, it's like, it's like before when they were kids. Right. Powdered sugar is the, is the only thing that she did on him right. to get him to that place. So so the, the listeners out there, they're going to look at powdered sugar technique. They're going to watch the, I don't know, 13 minute video. It's very short. And they're going to go, oh, that's not going to do anything. Right. It seems it too good is, to be true. <laughs> it's too good to be true because it looks so simple, but that much oh, attention on his mm-hmm. body. And if she says, honey, you don't have to do a thing. You just lay there. You don't even have to touch me. Like you just take in everything that I'm going to do on you. No reciprocation required. Right. Oh my God. You'll blow them. <laughs> I you love that. But, right. but when you let them off the hook. Oh yeah. Especially for guys who have erectile dysfunction and they, mm. they can't get an erection. These techniques are amazing because he can have an orgasm even if he can't get it up. And a lot oh, of guys don't even know that. I didn't know that at all. Most women don't. Yeah, they don't. Um, because we feel, you know, if it's soft, oh, what do we do with it? Oh, right, right, right. Can't put it in. Well, okay, that's it. <laughs> you know, and so, so I, I give women all, all the techniques that I, well, almost all. There's a couple techniques you cannot do on a flaccid penis, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of those 69 techniques you can do right. on a on a soft penis. So, um, and and it still feels good, even though he's soft. Right. Those nerve endings are alive and well, right. and they feel really good, right? To be and touched. That so. must take a lot of pressure off the woman too, because when your partner has erectile dysfunction, you start asking yourself, like, is it me? Am I not attractive enough? Yeah, we take it personally. I mean, it, it's like a guy takes it personally if he can't give us an a, an orgasm. Oh, right. I'm not turning her on enough kind of thing. Right. Women feel the same thing about a flaccid penis, because if we were hot, like he says we are, <laughs> he'd be, you know, hard as a rock. No, right. that's, there's so many factors that, that go into that stress, medication, um, even like diabetes, surgery, lots of things go into not being able to perform sexually. And so when you can let your guy off the hook to not have to perform and then you step into the driver's seat of this situation and go, no, honey, I got you. You don't have to do a thing. In fact, I hope that you can't get it up tonight because there's some stuff I want to practice. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be soft the whole time oh my and still blow him away. <laughs> still give him more, an orgasm. Like right. it, 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 it makes a woman feel so good, like confidence up the yin yang because she can do things to him that he thought were in the past. Mm-hmm. If he can't perform, he's thinking the best days of sex are are behind him. Mm-hmm. But in fact, they're in front of him mm-hmm. and they're in front of the woman too. Right. That's beautiful. I can definitely see a your passion for this work, but also why you do it. It's You're changing people's lives. You're giving people confidence. And what better purpose do you have other than helping others in the world. Yeah. Cause I think this ripples out into the world. Like when a woman feels confident in the bedroom, one of the most vulnerable places there, there are mm-hmm. when she feels confident there, she feels confident 
asking her boss for a raise. You know, like that, that changes how she is as a person. And I know right. confidence. Oh yeah. Confidence. It's so cliche. It's, but when you are confident, mm-hmm. it's no longer a cliche. Like it's just who you are and you can't undo that. It's, it just becomes you. And yeah. so what greater purpose is there? I can't imagine one. <laughs> but powering women in, in the bedroom and just in the world. Yeah. I love my job. <laughs> Amazing. Um, So we're coming to the end of the podcast and I wanted to bring this up before I let you go. We don't have a book to recommend today, but it sounds like you're working on one. Can you give us a little sneak peek? Like when would it be out? What are you going to include in there? I expect it to be out next year. Mm -hmm. I am working on it. It's almost finished. And it's, it's, uh, it takes the, the story of my journey into this sex worker world Mm. and really expands on it it's really quite the story and and all the things that I learned while doing that work and and in the book I'm actually giving women uh like there will be web pages for women to go okay I want you to try this on your guy like actual Mm. it's a little bit interactive I love that memoir so so women will actually be improving their sex lives while they're reading the book So it's not only an exciting story, it's a how-to book as well. I like that. But but in the meantime, I have so many resources on my website for women to get that information now before the book comes out. Yeah. And I'll definitely be linking all of that so people can find you. You're also on Instagram? Yes. I am Rock the Bedroom on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. All the platforms. All the places. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on. This was an engaging conversation and you're such a passionate person. It was so easy for me. Oh, this has been a pleasure, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you're looking for Lee Jagger, you can find her at rockthebedroom.com or on any of the social media platforms under the same name. I'll make sure to link it down below. If you've enjoyed, send this episode to a friend who could use the advice or someone who would have a great listen. If you have thoughts or tips you'd like to share, please do at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, or Gmail. I'll see you guys next time.